0: From Mamma Mia, I'm Gemma Bath, filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last night we watched Tim's heartbreak on national television as The Bachelorette's Angie Kent whisked Carlin off into the sunset for their happily ever after. I can't even understand it. Soulmate. But I knew I was just waiting for the butt. I could just see it in her eyes, was, there was a butt coming. I knew straight away when I looked at her. Uh, that's why you have your walls up, for that exact reason. That exactly, that's a reason I didn't want to go all in. That is the Right now, this feeling is why I didn't want to go all in. <sighs> Breakups are hard in this scenario tim is considered the loser because he's been left single miserable and alone but if you ask those who consider themselves a part of the single positivity movement he's the real winner here and there have been plenty of studies to back that up apparently we're happier and healthier when we're by ourselves In our society being single basically means you're waiting. Being partnered is the ultimate end goal and in the meantime you're on the shelf waiting to be picked. Last week actress Emma Watson told British Vogue she'd previously felt panicked about not being in a relationship on her 30th birthday. I never believed the whole I'm happy single mm. spiel. Mm. I was like this is spiel. Yeah. This is totally Isn't spiel. It's interesting the stuff that we take in and I have to unpack. It took me a long time, but I'm very happy. I call it being self-partnered. Emma's part of an increasing number of singles that are rejecting the notion that true love is the only path to happiness. Psychologist Dr Jenny Tates wrote How to Be Single and Happy. Jenny, are you noticing a rise in people owning being single and being genuinely happy about it?
1: I'm certainly noticing a rise in people being single and feeling like especially in light of the Me Too movement and increasing sort of stance around feminism, really wanting to own it. I think for a lot of people, it still can feel challenging, which is why it's so great that Emma Watson is speaking positively about being single.
0: What are your thoughts on the whole renaming of singledom as Emma has put it, self-partnered? Do we need to rename it to change the conversation?
1: I love it because I think a lot of people like terms like soulmate sort of lead to people feeling less than or like they're you know, half complete or their soul is not complete. And I like this idea of really shifting our mindset to feeling like you're not less than or you're not alone when you're not in a romantic relationship. I think a lot of times people routinely say things like when they're going out to dinner, you know, I'll have a table just for one and to really own it kind of saying like, I will have a table for one, please, you know, in a way that <laughs> um, because it's really our 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 thoughts affect how we feel and thinking negatively or dismissively can really lead to feeling shame unnecessarily.
0: Is it a myth then that happiness is hitched to being in a couple and being in a relationship?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I wrote my book, How to Be Single and Happy, because I have seen so many patients who are really struggling with dating on apps and feeling like they're going on so many dates and they're not feeling a sense of connection to a person romantically. So I started out doing research, like so many women described to me feeling like their happiness was on hold because they hadn't found a person that was like a life partner. So I started out doing research, like how much does romantic relationships lead to happiness? And remarkably, you'll never believe it, but... On average, marriage increases happiness by 1%. Wow. Um, And so that just tells us that 99% of our happiness is in our hands, which is not negative about marriage but optimistic about our capacity for joy before we find love.
0: Right now, every reality TV show on our screens seems to be about coupling up. The Bachelorette, The Bachelor, Love Island, Married at First Sight. It's no surprise we're obsessed with the idea that relationship equals happy. The Guardian's Lizzie Kernick has been following the antithesis of this, the rise of the single positivity movement. Lizzie, apparently the subliminal messaging we're exposed to around being single is actually making us unhappy. Can you give us some examples of that
2: messaging? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're exposed to it from a really young age. So basically just even things like fairy tales and movies and books and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's always a prince coming to rescue the princess from a tower. So it starts really early on. But then as you go through life, those messages continue. And even in the most basic way, so someone I spoke to was talking about magazines, and she was actually talking about the money saving articles you find in magazines, and how they suggest things like staying in with your partner to save on costs or switch the food bills with them and things like that even if you go into a supermarket and you find like family packs of everything or packs of two like nothing's designed for single people really and it's sort of very much considered the norm in our society to be in our relationships and I think our attitudes are shaped around that and even though the attitudes to marriage and kids might be changing slightly I think there's still a lot of uh, messaging around the importance of being in a relationship of some description you write about the
0: single movement or people that choose to be single and happy about it slowly changing and and rising, I guess. Is it just women that are jumping on board this trend?
2: No, definitely not. I think men are absolutely, they're just as likely or unlikely to be happy, um, single or otherwise. I think in terms of shouting about it and making a kind of fuss and saying, I'm, you know, positively single, I'm happy about it, is largely because men who are single have been left alone and it's been quite a good thing for men. You know, they've been thought of as bachelors and cool guys or a bit of a player or whatever. You know, it's quite a positive thing. Whereas women are spinsters and cat ladies and it's always a negative thing for women so I think that's why they're trying to reclaim it a little bit more you know like no I am okay on my own um society needs to be able to see that yeah definitely
0: what do the facts tell us about being single the the research shows us that it's it's not as bad as society makes it out to be
2: right no. No, absolutely not. I mean, there's a lot of mixed research on on any of these things. For example, the survey that I refer to in the article actually says that single women in particular are more likely to be happier and healthier if they don't get married and have children. I think one of the reasons for that is largely because... We pushed the idea of this fairy tale. And if you can find that true love, I think, well, fantastic. You know, you, you're probably going to be as happy as you possibly could be. But a lot of that doesn't reflect reality. The reality shows that the Office of National Statistics in the UK in 2016, they said that women do an average of 60% more domestic labor than men in marriages and in relationships. And it's kind of showing that actually women in relationships are particularly potentially more tired. Perhaps their health isn't as good as it might be if they were actually on their own and just looking after themselves um, rather than everybody else. So yeah, I don't necessarily think that single women are less likely to be happy and healthy. You interviewed a lot of women
0: about being single.
2: What was their best advice for embracing the single life? Um, A lot of them commented on the fact that it's something that's not necessarily always easy, but they all sort of spoke about renewing the focus and renewing the energy. So like when you're single, there's a lot of focus on finding someone, going out there looking for love, going on these... God awful dates, getting to you know, you getting sent pictures of penises at one o'clock in the morning, which happened to me recently, actually. Oh, dear. Um, all these other, all these other, yeah, I know, it's quite, uh, it's quite harrowing sometimes. <laughs> and you're having terrible experiences and you're thinking, why are you doing this, you know? And I, if you actually just take the focus away from that, try investing in yourself try some new hobbies pushing yourself out of your comfort zone one woman told me that she discovered lots of new passions just by trying new things that she never thought she'd be interested in and i guess taking advantage of the opportunities you have as a single person as much as possible and you do have more flexibility you have a lot of things that are available to you and it's just about i guess it's what but it's i think why is anybody happy in any situation, regardless of whether they're single or not. And I think a lot of it comes down to them focusing on what they can do as opposed to what they can't in any situation. And it's the same as being single, I think.
0: Instead of a miserable, lovesick Bridget Jones being society's poster child for the single life, nowadays being alone is to be celebrated. In musician Lizzo's recent tour of the UK, she kept telling people she proudly puts the sing in single. In 2018, author Catherine Gray published a book about her search for happiness, which she titled The Unexpected Joy of Being Single. We're even seeing more sologamy, the act of marrying yourself. So if you're single and hating it, or scared to break things off with someone because of the fear of being alone, here's another fact to chew on. Apparently, singles live much longer than their coupled counterparts. Ellie Beattie is the executive producer of The Quickie, audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie.